Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. Hey, George. Hey, Lions. How's it going? Just going mm-hmm. so good. No, good. No, no, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going really good. So, do you, so you want to leave that one back in so you can edit all that out? Or? Oh, no, that's staying. Um, okay, be, good. Because now I, I, now I claim right of the reference. So, uh, <laughs> When we were in college, uh, one of our roommates, uh, his brother came to visit and, you know, siblings know how to like press your buttons. And that particular sibling knew that not letting his brother finish his sentences would, uh, let's say freak him out. Uh, what we didn't cause him to rage quit life, rage quit. Yes. Uh, rage quit breathing. It turned out because, uh, I don't know about you, but I had never seen him have a panic attack. Uh, and he had a panic attack. Like he started hyperventilating and had to like sit on the ground head between the knees kind of thing it was amazing it was really it was, funny it was what i imagine power word pain looks like when cast <laughs> in real life right you know like like the, the brother just wove some verbal and somatic components together and then the other person just was like i'm gonna kill you <laughs> yeah it was incredible and, and the thing is like you know, now as a grown ass man, would I wish that kind of discomfort and frustration on someone? Certainly not. Do I have nostalgia goggles for watching my friend like kind of suffocate a little bit? Yeah, I sort of do. I do a little <laughs> bit. I feel bad saying it, but I, I kind of do. Absolutely. No. And, and, and it does make me think, um, you know, that I do really believe that you know the world can be a magical place if you look at it in certain lights and that we can all cast spells. It's just you have to have like the right mana and people have to fail their saves. Like I can cast hold person on my children if I cast it right and they fail their saves because I have said like stop and then they will just like freeze, you know. But the thing is, they've got a garbage will save. So it doesn't work against most humans, you know. But you can cast that spell. The thing is that, like, you know, the uh, the 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 other brother rolled at disadvantage on <laughs> all true. of his saves, you know, <laughs> so he just knew that, that this is how to cast power word pain on the other person. So uh, what, what, what are we doing here? We're doing a podcast, I think. Uh, probably. I mean, we have all this apparatus in front of us. Um, apparatopodies. Oh, apparatopodies? Apparatuses? Oh, dude, you want a crazy aside to this aside? Apparently, they have made it official that uh when you do the plural of a word that ends in s it's s-e-s and when you do the possessive of a name that ends in s it's s apostrophe s so lions lions is right and this has driven me nuts my entire life because i actually don't have a strong preference but i did kind of like that we were a special case right you did L-Y-O-N-S, and then just apostrophe, not an apostrophe S. It was like this weird little grammatical quirk. Like you saw that basically nowhere else in the English language. It was just like, ah, neat, right? Kind of like I'm left-handed, like, ah, neat. Doesn't really change that much about my life, but it was just like a fun little thing. And then, uh, you know, it's apostrophe S, but that also means if you have like, like the Christians and you want to say the Christians possess something. It would be the Christians's 
or or the, like the lions's like oh whose car is that and it's like oh that's the lions's car and i was like ah that i was okay with this for like 30 whole seconds before i found out that it it basically just makes everyone sound like a toddler who's learning how to read and yeah. write yeah that feels suboptimal but eh, you know I, I literally said to teddy the other day where he corrected me on something and i said teddy and his correction was incorrect you know but like i said teddy did you understand what i was saying and he said yeah i'm like then language was accomplished you know? <laughs> <laughs> we we did it we we yeah. communicated yeah, we communicated so you know don't 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 bust my chops on this but uh <laughs> yes video games um before we talk about video games and do mailbag uh we get to shill at the top of these because that is the one true through line that I think unites all of humanity. Exactly. And I couldn't remember whether it was mailbag and then chill or shill and mailbag. Shill and mailbag. So, yeah. yeah. I, I like to get shilling out of the way, you know, it also yeah. like, it's a nice awkward segue out of the awkward podcast opening pleasantries. So it's like you do the awkward thing, you do the money thing, and then the stuff people actually might pay money for like the, you know, the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do your, 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 your thesis and then you know thesis statement then brought to you by exactly then, yes yeah know, but then the but body. then no commercial breaks it's amazing it's, yeah, i think it's worth it it's worth it yeah exactly and and, th- and you know no commercial breaks thanks so much to aldi's soy milk aldi's soy milk keeps you strong keeps you soyful <laughs> soylent soylent is- what what <laughs> <laughs> oh we got a new sponsor did i not tell you <laughs> I mean, as long as my check clears, then I don't really care, but <laughs> it's, it's nice I to just, be briefed. I was like, I got to make this joke. And so my brain frantically reached out to, to like find a thing. And I just, I opened the fridge five minutes ago and, was, <laughs> and came up with soyful. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, now, all these soy milk now say funny things about that. But yes, let, let us show. Yeah. Uh, so if you're, this is a video game podcast, actually. Uh, and if you're into that, uh, you can request games. You can give us feedback on the show. You can reach out to us uh, all through feedback form on the website. You don't have to use any crappy social media or any dumb nonsense. You don't even have to type in an email address. Just simple little form. Links in the show notes. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond and help us expand our reach, you can recommend an episode, find a game that you think somebody would dig that episode and you know recommend a specific one. Uh, if you don't have any friends or if you're just you've run out of friends to make recommendations to ratings and reviews are also awesome in, in the Apple podcasts and all those other places that take rating and reviews. If you really want to go above and beyond, you can actually uh, become a patron. All patrons at all levels get the after show, which is just more content, sometimes about video games, sometimes about other stuff. Uh, but everybody gets it at all levels. But if you support us at a high enough level, then we will actually shout you out on the show. So I just need to first thank our 8-bit classics, Jacob, Yarno, Jason, John, and Kevin, and our 16-bit hero, Michael. And now and I you, think, oh, the, the thousand, the I keep forgetting about the thousand dollar tier because I'm so afraid someone's going to actually <laughs> show up. But please, yeah. please write a check with my name on it. Yep, yep. And I can't... I. I this one sounds familiar to me. I can't remember if I did, but if if you pay us a thousand dollars, then Lions and I will try to once again for the first time in twenty years try to figure out what our max is on bench press and record it. I think we did do one like that before. So you want to maybe do squat? Yeah, we'll do squat. Yeah, yeah. They they could have gotten the bench, but maybe they're exactly. like, eh, I'm more into like the traditional Greco-Roman Olympic lifts. And now yeah. that now yeah, that you've exactly. thrown squat out there, they're like, all right. Yep. 
Yep. And that, that next next time it'll be uh, w- once again you will uh, uh, f- flying face slap me into the pool <laughs> with our kids nearby, and they can hear the the howled screams of all of our children, like wondering if we're both dead. That's good. That means they're not used to seeing a lot of violence. It was shocking <laughs> to them, especially like from their seat god on god violence you know that's true yeah I, i'm gonna not question if my kids actually view me that way or not uh <laughs> we did get a fun mailbag question um this came in through our discord uh link for that also in the show notes i think if not it's on the website it's one of those places um is there a game you've played which on paper should be everything you personally dislike about video games but you enjoyed it anyway what is it about that game, if it exists, that you think distinguishes it, that lets it appeal to you in spite of everything? Um, and I, I thought, I, so this, this question actually came in um, maybe like two months ago as of time of recording, and I, I didn't bring it into an earlier episode because I was like, this is a hard question. Like, <laughs> I need to maybe sit on this one a little bit, but I, I think I came up with an answer that I'm, I'm satisfied with. Um, do you, did you get a chance to look and think about this? I did. Um, and, and it was interesting because when I first read it, my brain flipped it to, is there a game on paper that you sh- that you loved, should have loved, but in fact hated? Which is and also a like, good question. <laughs> right, right. And I started to think about that and then I read it again. I was like, oh, no, no, it's the opposite. And this is nicer. So, you know, um, and yes, and I do have actually two um, answers to this, but they both kind of go into this, a similar thrust. So, but what's yours? So I'm I'm torn between resident evil and the last of us and i think i'm gonna go with resident evil because the the thing about the last of us that i so what is it about those games that i would normally hate um i don't like jump scares i don't like crap jumping out at me in fact i yelled at my children this morning for jumping out at me after i have told them a thousand times please don't do that because i like I clench, right? And I am afraid I will like lash out at the world around me. I don't like jump scares. Like I just, I can't do modern horror movies because they're just gore and jump scares. And The Last of Us doesn't lean into jump scares too aggressively. And also uh, the, the other thing is um, action shooting. Like I'm not, I'm not good at shooty games, which is why I can play a game like Borderlands, where you just basically never stop holding the trigger down, right? Because <laughs> ammo is everywhere and guns right. rain out of monsters when you kill them. So like literally, it, yes, quite literally. Whereas uh, Resident Evil or Last of Us or like an actual survival horror game, uh, I, I assume Silent Hill would probably fall into this camp is you have to resource manage your ammo. Do you, know, do you fight? Do you not? Do you have enough healing items in case you get hurt? Do you have enough bullets to even kill this thing? Because sometimes they take six bullets, but you only have four or whatever. So uh, on paper, I think a game like Resident Evil, which is a lot of body horror, it's a lot of uh, shooty to survive. It's a lot of finicky resource management, which is not really one of my favorite things. Like I just shouldn't enjoy pretty much any of that and then when you wrap it in a package that is delivered via jump scare i should be like (laughs) not even willing to entertain it but i in fact love a couple of the resident evil games that i've played and i mean the last of us we have both gushed endlessly about the last of us but like i you know i I play those games like squeezing the ever-loving crap out of the controller (laughs) because it is still tense for me but it's just the 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 juice is so worth the squeeze. Like the, the <laughs> sum of its parts is so phenomenal, especially in the case of the last of us, like the story is just amazing. The performances are amazing. The whole narrative is amazing. And it's, it's a uh, worth getting over that, but I still do like 
you know, modern controllers are expensive. Like you do not want to crush a PS five <laughs> controller out of, uh, you know, like reactionary terror. So, uh, do I, do I say they're automatically good for anyone in my position? No, but on paper, if I listed a bunch of things I hated, you would skip right over those when recommending games to me. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it, especially, you know, I think even when I, cause I think, did I recommend the last of us to you? You did. Yeah. Yeah, I think even then I, I I did kind of like throw that disclaimer in there of, you know, like, hey, you know, it does have some horror jump scares and stuff like that. But just you got to get through it, man. I mean, I think the the for The Last of Us, the biggest, you know, positive for, for that one is Megan is deathly afraid of zombies and she loves that, you know, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, she is. She is like, will not deal with any level of zombie anything ever, you know? except for the last of us when i first started playing the last of us she literally said within the first two minutes she was like this is a zombie game and i was like i don't don't know i don't think that it is i don't know what it is but i don't think that it is and then like she literally closed her book and went upstairs you know and she was like i'm done i'm out and i was like i don't think it's a zombie game and then like 30 minutes later i came upstairs i'm like yeah it's a zombie game uh but then for whatever reason she was nearby while i was playing a bit of it and she was like able to sit down and kind of watch it and then she is like one of its biggest zealots you know so i'm like yeah man if somebody somebody who if sees a zombie game leaves the room loves this zombie game it's like that it's doing something right (laughs) so Um, what about you what is your on paper failure so uh i also had two um uh, on paper fi- on paper failure castlevania symphony of the night um and uh pokemon ruby and sapphire you know okay symphony of the night i immediately understood pokemon ruby and sapphire was more confusing <laughs> so for castlevania symphony of the night i do not do metroidvanias we know this right yeah. <laughs> it's a backtracker with rpg elements like it's, it's right everything but that- you hate <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is it's an action rpg and I didn't and that's the thing is that like you know for the it's not a turn-based rpg right it's an action rpg and that was apparently like the uh you know two wrongs make a right in my brain because that was the thing that saved it for me is it's the when i'm running around backtracking i'm like if i spend two hours doing that i'm like you know what at least at least i got some experience out of it right as opposed to metroid where i'm like i've wandered around this entire play session not knowing where to go i have lost two hours of my life gotten nothing in return and can never get that time back right um and for pokemon ruby sapphire is because i don't like turn-based rpgs i don't like turn-based rpgs is is ruby and sapphire the game boy advanced remakes of oh sorry maybe it's not ruby sapphire sorry excuse me uh sword shield Sword Shield, okay. Sword Shield. Yes. That's yeah. The, Ruby, the most Ruby, recent one. Ruby and Sa- I mean, there's a thousand of them now, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So, so Sword and Shield was the first one on the Switch, right? So that's, yes. as of recording, that is actually now the second to most recent one because they just released like Violet and Garnet or Purple yeah, Moon were- and, and Orange Hearts. Me lucky yeah, charms. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they they, they just did a, a, a Pokemon Garnet and Amethyst or or a few of his Garnet and Pearl. Yeah. Or, <laughs> <laughs> um, but some some they just released Pokemon Steven Universe. Um, so uh, yeah, because again, I don't like turn based RPGs, right? So theoretically, the whole Pokemon series should be kind of dead to me, right? Because it's just it's sloggy it can be very 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 sloggy and especially the in most of the time when people come to me and say hey i've got a turn-based rpg and it's rps you know i'm like okay so once you understand the 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 system then you just pick the thing that wins right 
But in both cases, so for Castlevania Symphony of the Night, the thing that opened the whole thing up to me was the RPG elements, right? And in Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, it was actually the discovery element. Like, yes, the the combat can be sloggy, but the the excitement about, ooh, this is a new Pokemon. What does it do? What is its type? How does it evolve? Look at all of this novelty I am getting in this situation, you know, uh, was the thing that changed it. I say all of that, though, to say the thing that I particularly like about this question is I'm sure that there are other situations like this but every time when i run into a situation where it's like on paper all of these mechanics i should hate and then i end up liking the game i really love those moments because it forces deep reflection you know because you have to say all right either i was wrong before on why i didn't like these games or this game is doing something that makes all of this tolerable what is it like how come i can say i like this thing but I don't like this other thing, you know? And it, it forces you to kind of like in a more nuanced way uh, go at it, which is why um, I think that for the Pokemon Ruby Sapphire, one of the things that I, I learned from playing that is that novelty is wildly important to me in video games. You <laughs> yes. Know? Yeah, I mean, I would yeah. I would say roguelikes are your genre. Exactly, right? <laughs> and so that's the thing is that when, you know, that's why I loved uh, Dead Cells so much because it was like, oh man, it's it's a Metroidvania. Boo! With roguelike. I'm like, yay! <laughs> did, did you did you watch that video I sent you? No, no, uh, sorry. The, I, the, I, the, no, it's fine. You have a life, I get it. But there's a, a DLC coming out sometime soon for Dead Cells that is literally called return to castlevania and it is nice it is themed like symphony of the night and i was just like Uh huh it's not it's not every day you just feel someone reach through the internet and take 15 of your dollars without your consent but you're like okay (laughs) yep oh yeah no i mean like there are times when when i'll see something and i'm just and and i just say you know what i am x dollars poorer uh for example when i was playing minecraft and, you know, just kind of, I, I forgot why, but I opened up the menu to just look at, like, the different, like, packs. And it said, yeah, man, you know, there's this pack, there's this pack, there's the Steven Universe pack, you know, no big deal. And I was like, well, I am out to this amount of money. You know, it's, uh, oh, it's eight bucks. Well, glad it wasn't 30. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and that is a concerning feeling because then when you find out the price, you're like, huh, I wonder what number would have actually made me say no because <laughs> it wasn't this one. Yeah, no, this this one was not, and especially when it's like, it wasn't this one, this one wasn't even close. You know? <laughs> yes, I didn't even hesitate. Just yeah. threw my credit card at my laptop screen. <laughs> I, I wonder if a part of your brain's just kind of like, you know, it must be in the triple digits because I didn't even really fully comprehend the price. I just saw the number of characters and started putting in my payment information. Yeah, yeah, you're you're doing it by uh by like zeros only. Yeah, <laughs> it's like no zeros. Yeah, okay, I'll take it. Yeah, one zero. Literally- uh, yeah, okay, I'll take it. Two zeros. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll take where, it. Where in the two? Where in the two zeros? You know? Yeah, yeah how but close yes. to three zeros? I never thought I'd be at a point in my life where I spend money by order of magnitude, but here we are. Uh, Yes. (laughs) We're just before the show started, I was talking about explaining a similar concept to my kids and you were talking about explaining a similar concept to your kids. I I think it would be even harder on young children's minds to try and get them to understand the value of a dollar in like base 10. Like (laughs) this little pack of candy cigarettes is $1, but you can get, you know, the Sonic pop and the SpongeBob pop for $10, or you can get 10 packs of candy cigarettes. 
So I it, this this actually will link back to a tech thing, but it is a brief aside. But this is the four freeform episode, right? Is um one of the things because Teddy now does chores, right? And he gets two dollars per week. The nice thing is that now I can put money into the domain of time for him. How much time would it take for him to purchase this thing, right? So he he wanted to play video games on my computer and not on the PlayStation. And so uh so I said, yeah, sure, that's fine. And so he ran upstairs. And I went upstairs to get my computer and I caught him on the stairs walking down with my computer. And I said, I'm not okay with you carrying my computer. And he said, why? And I said, well, son, that computer costs $1,200, right? You make $2 per week. How long would it take for you to pay me back if you broke that? (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. And so it was just like 10 years. I'm like, huh? So you would be 17 years old before you would be done paying me back for this. And he's like, and he just like slowly handed the computer over to me. And I said, that is a wise decision, son. So, uh, yes. <laughs> Anyways, what do you, what, what video games are you playing and why should I care? Uh, so there actually ends up being a fun transition in here because my original answer to the mailbag question was Celeste. And the reason that that was the the game I went straight through is because I don't typically get off on super hard challenge-based games, right? So, like, we, we talked about this with Nier Automata and God of War. Um, a lot of modern games, you can, at any time, turn the difficulty down and then turn it back up. So, you don't have to select easy at the start of the game. You can say, hey... This boss, this one particular boss is being a piece of crap. I'm going to turn difficulty down and then after the boss, turn it back up, right? Or I'm going to turn it down for a while. And if the game's too easy, then I'll turn it back up, right? Celeste has incredible accessibility settings that you can turn on and off basically whenever the hell you want, right? And and they're they're pretty fine grained um, for, for difficulty specifically, not like colorblindness and stuff. Um, but the the more I actually thought about that question, I was like, Oh, but that's the only thing about that game I don't like, right? I love the graphics. I love the music. I love the story. I love the plat like the that style of 2D platforming. So I was like, this isn't really a fair answer to this question because on paper, there's one thing I hate about it. And it's a thing I hate a lot, but it's not, it's not like, oh, everything about this game is terrible. The reason I say that segues into uh, what are we playing and why should you care is um, on recommendation from uh, somebody in the discord, uh, I played a game called V V V V V V. I think it's six V's. Did I say six? Yep. Okay. Um, no, w- nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. that is the truth. Um, <laughs> but it's it's basically like uh, uh like a Commodore sixty four or like an early Atari visual uh, visual style game um, with a very very simple mechanic. Uh, it is a side scrolling platformer and it's, I think it's what's called a single screen where like the screen doesn't scroll, but when you go off the edge of the screen, now you're on a new screen, right? The way like a lot of old Mega Man. Yeah. Right. The way a lot of those, those older games were, um, what it does is you can't jump. You have a flip mechanic. So when you press what would normally be the jump button, you pop onto the, the ceiling or down to the ground. Right. And, but you can't, it's not, you're not changing gravity. You can't do it whenever you want. You have to touch a safe surface before you can do it again. So if you flip and you're rocketing towards spikes, you can move side to side. You can try and avoid them that way. Like you were falling, but you can't say no, 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 change gravity. Go back the other way. Um, which makes for some just 
brutally punishing puzzle design, right? Because you can see it's it's not a puzzle in like, I don't know what to do. It's a puzzle and I'm incapable of executing it, right? <laughs> so um, it's very short. Uh, I actually already owned it. I think I got it from like a humble bundle or something. Um, but it it's it's hard, like it's really hard. But it I, I kind of hearken back to our time with Celeste where I was like, this game is it's cute. It's interesting. It's got a banging soundtrack. So I was like, I'm going to work on my patience and try to <laughs> like learn and figure out, figure this out. Cause the controls are super tight and they're very fair. Right. So it's just like Celeste. It's like when you die, it's probably your fault. Sometimes the game is like, ah, I got you, but 99% of the time it's your fault. Um, so I, I, I knuckled down and actually finished it. Um, if you do get around to playing it, I would be curious if you feel like it's even a cousin to Celeste, because I could imagine someone just being like, this has none of the heart, right? Like Celeste also has a tremendous amount of heart and this doesn't have any of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, one of the main things that I think is, uh, I really enjoy about Celeste is, is the kind of the, the, the heart, the narrative, because I literally recommended this game to people as like a, for uh, a coworker at one point said like yeah my my daughter is having trouble like dealing with stress and anxiety i'm like you might want her to, to play this game celeste you know because it discusses that subject matter in depth and actually then helps per, as a game provide you coping mechanisms and then situations to use those coping mechanisms right many you situations know, so- yeah, so so it's it's like the not only is it a great game for game's sake, but it also has like this amazingly meaningful you know plot to it, you know. But uh, no, I mean I'll I'll um I'll add it to the to the list right right now. One of the things that I'm struggling with is just I I have the thing for the PlayStation lets you rent games, and I don't have to drive the Blockbuster to rent those games, and they cost me nothing. So I uh I I, I my cup runneth over with video games. And I'm like, oh, let me try this. And actually, that will be uh, one of the questions that I have for you um, on that is, is how do you deal with that? But what else are you playing? Um, so I also played uh, a game called The Looker and a game called Desk Job. And uh, just quickly, so I don't forget, um, part of the reason I was able to play these games in addition to Final Fantasy XIV, which is basically taken over my life and I have a lot of words to say about it later, is <laughs> um, I had, uh, what would you call it? Um, unplanned Vacation. So I had uh, some extra time to play games that I wouldn't normally have. And I've had this like kind of growing list of, you know, smaller games like the looker is like 45 minutes. V V V V V V V V V V is, is rated at like two to three hours. I think I actually beat it in like 90 minutes. Cause I didn't hundred percent it. I just did like the main thing. Um, and desk job, which takes 30 minutes. Now desk job, you probably should find the 30 minutes to play because it's set in the portal universe. Really? Yes. But here's the thing that's weird about it. So it's called aperture desk job. Um, the entire reason this game exists, it's a tech demo. That's all it is. It exists to teach you how the steam deck works. And you may be thinking, but you don't have a steam deck. No, I don't. I played it on a regular Eh. computer with a PS4 controller and the game will it's free for one thing, but it will mold itself around the fact that you don't have some of the steam deck hardware, like the gyroscopic stuff. And there's like paddles on the back that a regular controller doesn't have. And it just blows right through those. But, but the whole game exists to teach you how the steam deck works, but because it's set in the portal universe, you get some cave Johnson dialogue. You get some funny portal writing. You get 
to do like silly turret things. You get to see where turrets originally came from in like the, the aperture science sense of like the little, you know, military unit turrets. Um, like you learn where those were invented and it's just 30 minutes to get more portal universe writing is I I would have paid for it and it was free. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that I'm, dude, I'm, I'm in. You know, you you you, you you made this sell, especially because if it's if it's just thirty minutes, I mean, I I can find thirty minutes to play a game. You know, if it's not like oh hey, and especially if it's mostly you're playing it not because you're playing it for lore, you know, kind of like you're playing it for the to experience the universe. Because games like that, I tend to be a little bit more tolerant of. Because then, if I'm not expressly enjoying the gameplay, or I'm not getting a huge amount out of the gameplay, I'm like, well, that's only like half the reason why I'm here, you know. Uh, if it's <laughs> if it's a very narratively driven game, and I'm like, the gameplay is okay, but I'm really in this for the narrative. Or if the narrative's garbage, but the gameplay's amazing, right? But if it's uh, you know, if it's like, well, the gameplay is mediocre, and that's all there is is gameplay, it's like, oh well, then. I'll go do something else with my time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for, for free and for 30 more minutes of like portal caliber writing in the portal universe, I was like, yeah, I I think it helps knowing going into it. Like, Oh, this game exists a hundred percent to teach you how to use a physical piece of hardware. So you just suspend your disbelief about that and just don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. And you're fine. Like, I put that together about five minutes in when they were like, oh, and your desk also has these buttons on the back. And I was like, uh, oh, they think I'm using a Steam Deck. I'm not, though. <laughs> awesome. 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 So what are um, you playing? Why should I care? <laughs> I am playing. Uh, so I, I have been dabbling in many 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 games many more than i should right um <laughs> because of the aforementioned <laughs> rental freedom right because because the fact that you know it takes me nuns nuns money to you know try this smorgasbord of video games right so it, it's like going into a restaurant and saying you know well what what, what would you like to order and, and it's like oh okay well well what can i order anything well, how much does it cost? Nothing. I mean, then all of it. Like, I don't know. Like, just bring me everything and I will taste the things that I want until I taste something that I like. But like, it's not, it's not going to be like a, oh, it's a, it's an acquired taste. It's like, nope, screw that. Bring me the next thing. Right. So, um, but what I'm currently playing is uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, oh, which I actually. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned that one's actually pretty okay. It is. It is pretty okay. Um, I played it a couple of years ago like around when it came out and uh and i enjoyed it and this time it's uh free um theoretically i should have already had like the ps4 copy of it but i downloaded the ps5 copy of it for free and uh yeah it's 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 if the the thing is it manages i feel to thread the needle pretty well between being a dragon ball game and a fighting game like it is a two-person fighting game a la street fighter you know but they make a lot of the super moves it's not quite as bad where it's like you have to hit forward forward up down a b and then you execute your super move like all the super moves are a simple quarter roll and then a button you know so it's really more so you know if you if you kind of get the gist of it in the beginning that will get you through the story mode which is all i'm playing it for because all i'm playing it for is to see the animation is beautiful it's stunning and it's and it's lovingly crafted because they clearly went through the anime and the manga to get 
all of like the way people stand and the way that they hit and the way that things explode, like all of that looks exactly like the show, you know? Um, yeah, I, so I normally I'm, shy away from the DBZ because I mean, a new DBZ game comes out like every six months. Um, yep. And normally I'm just like, yeah, okay. I hope the people who play it enjoy it. But when I saw a promo video for this particular one, I was like, look, crap is beautiful. Like <laughs> they really nailed it. Yeah, they really did on the visuals. And so basically all I'm doing is just kind of going through and, and saying like, all right, um, you know, Oh, I got a new character. All right, cool. What do they look like when they're slamming? And and they all feel pretty different, you know, and, and fight differently, which is nice. But I'm like, oh, how does this person feel when they're fighting? That's pretty cool. What are their super moves? That's pretty cool. Hey, I got a new person, you know, and then and they're they're feeding that that drip pretty well, you know. And the other thing that they do that's kind of cool is uh is they have little cin- so it's a it's also um kind of like Marvel versus Capcom where you have three people on your team and you can swap them out like in the middle of the fight yeah so which i never really got any good at that the few fighting games i played were not marvel versus capcom so that like tag a buddy in the wings thing like (laughs) my my brain never internalized that well oh my my brain still doesn't like i I have to constantly remind myself of like oh man i'm really getting getting hung out to dry here oh right that is i I, i'm at half health no you're at one sixth health moron (laughs) like you've got two other people two whole other people to throw at this problem um so uh but the nice thing is that like they'll have these when you go into combat if you go into combat with different people they'll have different asides to one another before they go in and fight it's like really cool and one of the ones that i i stumbled upon recently was i was going into battle with goku yamcha and krillin right and and uh yamcha says like Hey, it's been a while since we've all worn these geese together to go in and fight. And he goes, and 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 I'm gonna paraphrase this poorly, but you know, Goku kind of says, actually, Yamcha, I don't think we've ever trained together. You know, <laughs> which is one of those things where you're like, wait, no, they never did train together. You know, like they they sparred, but they never trained. And and then Yamcha goes like, oh yeah, that's true. And then Goku goes, you want to train now? And he's like, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I am nowhere near a, com- a, a competent combatant to fight you. And then and then Goku goes, huh? How about you, Krillin? And Krillin's like, dude, no, what? And he goes like, no, I get that, Krillin. You know, you've got a, you got a wife and family. But Yamcha, you're completely alone. So, like, we should fight. <laughs> and I'm like, God, nobody craps on me. Nobody screws Yamcha but life, you know? It's just like... <laughs> I love crap like this because you know for like a 15 year old playing that game like they would probably get that right because they if they're playing the game they've watched the show they read the book whatever like they they get the characters and their rough relationships but the person who wrote that line it's because they grew up watching the show yes. right that line was not written by a 15 year old it was written by a 35 or 45 year old for their 15 year old self <laughs> yeah and there's another one where it's uh, i think it's goku with tn and they're about to go fight right and uh and goku's basically says um oh they're fighting a clone of piccolo right you know like an evil piccolo and it's like oh man you know like it's been so long since we fought demon king piccolo right and it's like yeah our piccolo is like completely different now it's like yeah i wouldn't say there's a Tien's like, I wouldn't say there's a shred of evil left in him. And he goes, yeah, no, I mean, he babysits Pan, you know, like, yep, mashes food up for her real nice, you know, like, <laughs> and then, and then, you know, Tien goes, I don't think you should be saying stuff like that, Goku. <laughs> and he goes like, yeah, Chi Chi says he's an even better grandpa than I am. And Tien's like, <laughs> and Tien's like, yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be bragging about that, man. Like, this is not bad. He goes like, yeah, wait. 
I shouldn't be bragging about that. And then he like gets into his fighting stance against Clint Pickle who goes, I will show you who is the best grandpa, you know? And then and then the fight starts, you know? See, <laughs> I think a lot of people legitimately forget because they grew up on DBZ that Dragon Ball was a comedy, right? Yes. Like it had a lot of action, <laughs> but it is a comedy, which is why I think some of the humor in DBZ seems so weird because they hyped up the action, but they did not dial down the comedy. There's still <laughs> a bunch of like weird shenanigans and also like the fate of the universe is on the line. So when you said you were, you had played this, uh, I was thinking like, Oh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll give it a try. Cause I, I think I might also have this through the, the, the PS plus membership. Um, but I, I had not in a million years considered like for the lulls. Yeah, no, it is. It is enjoyable. Um, the other one that I played uh, recently is Dynasty Warriors nine. Oh, is that? Yeah. Are they still making those? Like, is that a fresh one? It, it's a fresh one. Uh, I think it was made like a couple of years ago. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. No, no, they are still making them. Um, that, the, Dynasty Warriors is actually like a personal favorite of myself and Megan's um, because it's one that is just, it is one, it's great for two player co-op, right? Um, you know, and, and it's, it's nice because, you know, you, you, you can follow, you know, Lou Bay's story, like all the way through. And then, and then you can go through as Cow Cow, who is not on Lou Bay's side. And so, you know, before when Guan Yu was like, I took the perimeter, you're like, yeah. And then you're fighting through as Cow Cow and Guan Yu says, I took the perimeter. And you're like, no, you know? <laughs> I'm empathizing with both sides. <laughs> I don't I don't like that. I don't like empathy. Um anyway, so is, so is we, it we, we, is it different in any way? It is different <laughs> in many ways. Um so I mean but this is the thing, is it like and I've got a couple of things to to just touch on, on this. So one, they they have they have lost track, in my opinion, in this game of their core gameplay loop, right? So button mashing? Yeah. Basically. But, oh no. Yeah, right. Like how <laughs> how do you screw that up, right? Um, because I think that probably somebody gave them a note somewhere. It's like, oh, well, it is button mashing. And it's like, yeah, it's fun. What's really fun that, about that's it? It's like saying it, all a Hershey bar is is chocolate. It's like, yeah, it's, <laughs> that's, that's what I bought it for. <laughs> we nailed it. <laughs> all all an Oreo is is a cookie. Congratulations, guys! You did it. You made the perfect cookie. We can all go home now. Uh, anyways, I say that to say no. So so yeah, because what I enjoyed about Dynasty Warriors is one the story, right? You know, getting to see all of these different stories that were you know maybe or maybe not somewhat historically accurate. But yeah, the idea is that like you had fifty different fighters. They all moved in a little bit different ways. They all had their own cool, unique weapon, right? And just mowing down people by the truckload, right? Like hundreds or thousands of people, right? So you go in there and you get to feel super awesome and powerful. And sometimes you don't feel super powerful because they have like one of their generals would come and lay you out, right? <laughs> and now you have to focus, you know? But yeah, that that's it. That's, and, and this is not that, right? So what they do is, is they, 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 they're trying to do too much, right? Where like, um, the, for example, the, the the example that comes to mind is they they have a hunting mechanic now in this game where you can use and and you can access your bow and arrow by pressing up on the D pad and then like you can shoot elk or whatever and I'm like why is this in this game at all you know it, I mean are foot soldiers trying to stab you through the throat with spears while you're doing this when does this even happen I mean that's the thing is that the, the, possibly yes you know. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, at one point, you know, uh, there were some animals nearby, and then I was given the giant box tutorial, which is how all of the tutorials delivered is on a pop up that like tells you stuff, right? Which again, in a combat in a game where the whole thing is like fluid combat, and every two seconds it's like, oh, and here's how you do this thing. Oh, and here's how you do this thing. Is bananas, right? And honestly, I'm like, did anybody play this game when it was finished? Because each thing in and of itself seems like it makes sense, but then when you mash it all together, it all does not come together well. One of them that's amazing is that it said, I was like, I want to start a story mode because I want to sit down with my wife and I want to play this game, right? And they said, cool, would you like to go through the tutorial? And I said, no. And then just nothing happened. So I pressed no again and nothing happened. So then I pressed (laughs) yes and then it started the game. (laughs) They didn't even like give me a, are you sure? Or no, like like that's... no isn't an option it was just like that that button was just a dead end it just led nowhere and i'm like that how did this get past qa yeah that's a red flag (laughs) yeah right so i was like that's not great you know so we then go through like the tutorial and it's just like hey man just all you got to do is just do these five things so i do the five things and it's like cool now there's more bad guys and more bad guys and more bad guys and more bad guys and i'm like i don't know how to stop this from happening and then it goes like no nah, man you just gotta kill these bad guys just kill them more kill them more you gotta kill even more and i'm like sitting there, I'm, I'm losing life and and my wife is getting impatient because she's not <laughs> able to play during the tutorial i'm like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do and then like i was running from point a to point b trying to look for health and just goes you did it and it, the tutorial just ended and i was like i don't i don't know what the hell just happened so the, the other two funny things that, that with this game right where i'm like ah so i'm gonna play it some more because i enjoy playing it with my wife right but uh, one of them is that this is in the category of did nobody check this game before it shipped right which is that when you unlock a new playable character it plays like this sick metal guitar riff and this the picture is like thrown up on the screen it's like but the thing is that when you play one episode as Lou Bay, you unlock all of the playable shoe characters, right? <laughs> oh, no. All friggin' 30 of them all at once. <laughs> so that riff gets like a lot. It loses some of its meaning. It's like, and the thing is, you can press square to dismiss it. So it's burn it, 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 I like looked over to Megan. I'm like, what is I, I mean, like I get that somebody said, oh, we should make it feel great when somebody unlocks a character. And then somebody <laughs> else said, well, we don't want to make them wait to unlock characters. Let's have them unlock them all at the beginning. And nobody cross referenced those two things to be like, this looks stupid now. Well, or worse, like when something like that happens, because I mean, like Koei's a big company. This is a long running series. So there's always that part of me that. It, like you kind of you know head in your hands half empty bottle of whiskey next to you on the bar and you're like do do i not get it is this a joke is this funny <laughs> like is is the whole joke here how over the top this is and i just like that part of my funny bone doesn't work because like you describing it is like oh man that sounds very funny but i'm i'm imagining actually holding the controller in my hand trying to enjoy a video game <laughs> with my partner and just being like uh this is terrible <laughs> yeah like i just because i mean it, it was one of the things where I, I, after the first four i hit it i'm like <laughs> it's still happening but surely it's gonna stop now and now i'm like 10 into it i'm like nope it's still and, and at some point you're like i can't what 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 are we even doing so the the other thing that it does that again you know so one of the reasons why i play this is because great 
great narrative, right? And even for the, like the PS2, PS3 version, right? You know, they would have these like awesome cutscenes, right? Which you know they they didn't. I don't think they had like a million more polygons for the cutscenes and for the other. But you know, they they were they were handcrafted, animated, right? This is not that. This is mostly just like talking heads. So there is a ton more dialogue, but they're all just like standing next to each other and like talking to each other. And I'm I'm like, this is not how human beings communicate. But then the funny thing happened, um, which was that uh, so it's Liu Bei, um, Guan Yu, and uh, Zhang Xi, whatever the, the 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 three amigos, right? You know, is they're like, oh man, the yellow turbans are attacking this city. This city, we need to stop them. And you go and you you stop them, right? And then you know, like they're all just like chattering at each other, and they go like, yes, we should be friends now. Yes, oh, the voice acting's terrible, right? And so they're like, <laughs> like yes, we should be friends now. And then uh, Zhang Fei is like, yes, let's go to a bar and have a drink, right? And then I swear to God, there is just a table with food on it in the middle of the field that you're currently standing in (laughs) and i said man could they have not have found a nicer bar like this is this is a terrible business establishment you know it's it's outdoor seating it's all the rage (laughs) but it's one seat it's just one table and nothing but field as far as the eyes can see like where's the kitchen where did these dumplings come from what is happening and so then then it goes immediately into them like swearing their brotherhood underneath the peach tree leaves right underneath the um whatever the yeah right the the cherry cherry blossom cherry cherry blossom Blossom. yeah yeah they're like we will cement our pact underneath the cherry blossoms and i'm like and i just turned to megan i said there is no way that we're going to get to see that. It's going to smash cut the black because there's no way with their current animation budget, as far as I can tell, that they're going to animate friggin' cherry blossoms for this crap. And I was wrong. They did. And it was it was actually a cutscene. The dialogue made no sense because that's not how people speak to one another. But I was <laughs> like, hey, maybe, maybe it's a little rough around the edge of the beginning, but step in the right direction. And then they're like, people are attacking. And then it just smashes you back into the game where combat is happening. But since it was two players, which apparently they never planned on happening, Megan was still where the combat was happening before. And I am now like a thousand leagues away by the cherry blossoms. <laughs> so she just suddenly starts to get her lunch eaten by like this new army. And I, and, and I'm like, where, where are we? What are we doing? I don't know what's going on, you know? So uh, it's not going, it's going hilariously, but not great. You're making me think uh, this is not a joke, right? Because <laughs> because like silly cutscenes and awkward uh, voice performances and stuff like you can do that on purpose or you can do it by accident and then like pretend you did it on purpose. But a little thing like that where it's like, oh, this game is two players, but it, it's broken in obvious mechanical ways. It's like, that's probably not part of the joke. Yeah, right. You know, it's just like the... Yeah, when when all of a sudden you 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 both get smashed into the game and you're in wildly different places, and it took me because they, they one of the other things they did I just cannot understand is I was like I, I went and I fought like a small group of people and then a small group of people and I said what am I trying to do and I pulled up the map and like seventeen thousand meters away is the objective right so I'm I literally had to travel in in real life time two full minutes to get to where I was. To get to the to, to where the action where I was supposed to be with like so, minor so, little yeah so not two minutes of like you fighting your way there like you were on a two minute jog correct yeah <laughs> and so I'm like this is not this is not what this is about now once I got there there were tons of bad guys but I was like this is not 
what this game is about, man. Like, it's not about being on horseback. And it, and, and during all that time, I was constantly beset by it. It was like, oh, hey, you just, you, you, you just ran by a special type of checkpoint. Would you like to learn about it? Here's a giant dialogue box. Hey, you just ran past some, some cows. You can hunt cows. Would you like to know about that? Here's a dialogue box. And, and so, I, again, I, I was just completely flummoxed with, like, I'm like, how did you get so far off target here? Well, if anybody wants to request a Dynasty Warriors game to be played for an episode of Nostalgia Goggles, the first four in the series are over 20 years old. So we got, well, and is we got it, a whole we half, the first we got half the damn franchise. Didn't we play the first one, though? Because uh, the first one is actually a fighting game, if I remember correctly. Ooh. Right? You no, know, we have, t- you and I have talked about Dynasty Warriors. We've not, I don't, we didn't do an episode on Dynasty Warriors. I think I think we did Dynasty Warriors one, which is a two like a versus fighting game. It's not what we consider to be Dynasty Warriors, you know. I think it was with Dynasty Warriors two that they found their formula. This is going to I, absolutely break my brain if you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you are correct that Dynasty Warriors one is a two D fighting game. And I'm going to look through our website, which you can find at nostalgicoggles.audio, links in the show notes. And I'm not going to know what to think about this, if if you're right. (laughs) Well, no, because we have now done so many episodes that, you know, they can all start to blur together. And you're like, no, no, we we, no, we We, didn't. It's not in here. I know the reason I'm certain we talked about it is because now that you said 2D fighting game, I remember you saying Oh, remember the first one is a 2D fighting game? Because I've never played the first one. I only played, I think, the second or third one. I think we started with Dynasty Warriors 3 or something. Because we that was one of the ones that we played a ton of in college. Absolute you know? mess out of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, loved, loved, the, loved the bejesus out of that game. But anyways, that, that is what I've been playing. Not to eat up so much time, but I just I could not wrap my mind around the how, how fall, far Icarus had fallen to the point where I felt so bad because Megan turned to me and she said, we don't have to play this. I'm like, no, I am enjoying playing video games with you. Like, I, I want to keep doing that. <laughs> this, it, 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 I'm enjoying that. This has now gotten so bad that it's good again. You know, where I'm just now, I'm just making fun of it. You know, it's like you ordered food at a restaurant and it's like really spicy. You're like, no, we we don't have to keep eating this just because we thought that this was going to be this other thing. It's like, no, I'm I'm having a nice time. I like going out to restaurants <laughs> with you. This is great. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Um. But uh, yes, so um, I have a subject for you, but I believe you have subjects for me. So what is the thing you wish to discuss? Oh, I just thought I would uh, finally eventually like uh, show a whole bunch about Final Fantasy XIV. Um, Do it. So th- there's, I mean, honestly, I could monologue for an unreasonable amount of time about this game because I, I'm both enamored with it and like bewitched by the fact that I'm enamored with it. Like it, it caught me so much by surprise. So, so, so you are enthralled because you are both enchanted and enslaved by it. Very the much. Two different meanings. Yes. Meanings for the word enthralled. Yes. Yes. Very, very much so. Um, <laughs> which, you know, is fine as long as I can keep paying the mortgage. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing that, you know, cause I, I, I had set out, you know, a, a friend of mine and I agreed, like we were going to play all the numbered final fantasies. And then we had this big discussion about like, well, do the online ones count? Because what we meant when we said numbered final fantasies was mainline final fantasies. Do the online ones count? And then that spun off into like, what about the direct sequels? Cause 10 has a direct sequel and 13 has two direct sequels. Do those count? And 
now that I have played through all the numbered Final Fantasies, I am prepared to say no. So the Final Fantasy, if, if someone wanted to understand Final Fantasy, they would play 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, 13, 15, right? And then whatever ones come out after. Um, but 10, 2, 13, 2, and 13, 3, 11, and 14 lift out cleanly. I still think they're they're fine games. It's just like they they're slightly different in kind, right? Um it, it, it no more so the the online ones. Like they're they're the most obviously different. The thing that makes this MMO playable to me at all is one critical design choice that they made that they have driven through almost every single aspect of the game which is you can play it alone. Play it on your own terms. You can play as fast or as slow as you want. If you want to do like upper level stuff, uh, you don't have to show up with your own party of human friends. They will give you NPCs for like almost all of the story stuff you have to do that are computer controlled. And then for the story things you have to do that require humans, they will just hand you randomly assigned humans that are in the correct role. So like you can play about 95% of the game and never interact with another human And then that last 5%, they make it a very smooth, very easy and approachable experience. They incentivize like, hey, when you're in a dungeon and you find loot, you like cast your lot and then it's distributed randomly, but you can choose to pass. So like, oh, this loot is for a black mage, but I'm not playing a black mage. So I'm just going to pass on this loot. And then I know that someone else will get it right. So there's a lot of little mechanical things that so when you choose to or are forced to interact with other people it's like friendlier and nicer and they also made it so that um your character is your character and their job is malleable so at any moment you can just be like "Mm, i don't want to be a gladiator i want to be a white mage i don't want to be a white mage i want to be a fisherman i don't want to be a fisherman i want to be a red mage right and you can just jump around and you don't lose anything right like right so so you can basically respec without grinding it it's but it's permanent so like if you get up to level 50 in gladiator and you're like this is boring i want to be a healer then you get up to level 50 in white mage and you're like this is boring i want to go back to being a gladiator you just pick right up where you left off right so it's when i say like it's it's like respecting i'm I'm kind of likening it to like borderlands you know where no it's, it's more like changing jobs in final fantasy tactics Mm. it's right. it's, it's yeah. just like now i'm this thing right right well because i think that and again i may be, be be off on this but you know in borderlands uh you know at each level you get a skill point right you know so then you can say i'm going to be this type of 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 thing you know and then you know if you say like oh i don't want to be that type of thing give me back all of my skill points i'm going to respect into that the only difference is that instead of being like the siren or the gunslinger or whatever it would be like if you could say give me back all my skill points and i want to now dump them into being a gunslinger as opposed to a siren you know but yeah so so um which is nice because that shows you know again like they, they're like we're, we're going to make you grind to get a level 50 character and then if you if you want to try being a healer, then go be a healer if you want to do this. But they're not going to say, OK, well, great. If you want to go be a healer now, grind up to level 50 again. You, you do start back, right? So you have to work up the jobs individually, like Final Fantasy Tactics style. So it's not it, that's why I say it's not really respecting, but it's but what's significant about it is the way you advance your character is supported by the narrative. So like when you, you start out every every uh, I think it goes 
class and then job. So like I started out as a gladiator and then I upgraded to a paladin, but like you have to do quests for people like characters you then build a relationship with and care about. And then that unlocks your new paladin abilities. So like if you just go out and you stab a bunch of wild boars with your stick and you grind up to level 90 that way, you will be missing half of your powers because you get some of them from leveling up, but you get some of them from like becoming a better paladin or becoming a better white mage. So they, they've taken the single player final fantasy experience where the narrative is all pre-crafted and you have to more or less take it in the order they expect because it's a linear game. And they said like, well, somebody could kind of come at this in any order. So like we have to make it make sense and we have to make it a thing that is worth going back for. Because to your point, if you grind up to level 90 as a paladin and they're like, I wonder what it's like to play a healer. It's like, well, you got to start from scratch not exactly from zero, but like basically from zero. Right. And then this is actually, I I wasn't even thinking about this, but this is a perfect example of ways they encourage you to not feel like that's a punishment because, uh, when you start another job, you get an experience bonus based on the level difference between your current job and your highest job. So when I switched, cause I started as a, a paladin and then I was like, I'm kind of curious about what it's like to solo a healer when there are monsters everywhere. Like they must have some combat skills. What is that like? And so I switched to the white mage to see what that was like. And so for the first like 30 levels, I got like 500% experience because they're like, we know, you know how to do all these basics. So like we will just you know, push you through all the way, you know, you get to go to college at 15 instead of at 20, because like, we know you already know how to do algebra and and write English sentences. Um, so just a lot of like little thoughtful, yeah, experiment, try stuff out or don't like play the game the way you want to play. Um, no, there are zero microtransactions or BS related to character advancement. It's all cosmetic. So if you want to if you want to spend money, my god, will they take your money? They got a whole storefront. They're so excited <laughs> to take your money, but it's 100% cosmetic. You can't buy special classes, you can't buy special equipment, you can't buy anything that will make you better at the game, which is like absolutely critical. Oh yeah, no, uh, 110% because um and, and the interesting thing is that I always thought, you know, oh, well the reason why they let you buy stuff that makes you better at the game is because, you know, people like me would never buy stuff if it was just cosmetic but then i have played games where all of the in-app transactions are entirely cosmetic and i've spent some money on it you know for two reasons one is because i you know believe on voting with your money right so it's like i like this game here is some money to support you but also um two because i was like oh man like they have this really really cool skin i don't know i'll spend two dollars on that you know and it, I won't spend $50 on it, right? But it's like, I'll, I'll throw a couple bucks at this, right? Um, so, yeah, and, and the thing is, I want to throw some money at it because I'm like, I want to incentivize you not charging me for mechanical benefits, you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah, I, I think that I, I really appreciate it when they do that. They even split the difference a little bit because like every MMO, the universe has 800 currencies, right? There's like normal money you spend at normal stores but then this store only takes rubies and that store only takes diamonds and this store only takes half ruby half diamonds that you stuck together with the sap from this special tree right like it's just there's a lot of that i wonder i wonder how much of that was 
game design or and how much of that was each individual currency hit hyperinflation and so then they had to create a new currency so this is the thing that i think they executed pretty well on is you know because this game has been running for a long time like you would expect from an mmo so most of the special currencies either came up later and so they narratively make sense that this person deals in this thing and they never in i'm i'm nowhere close to finishing the game but if patterns uh hold the way they have been so far um they never put something you need to be successful behind the currency so here's an example uh i want this stupid hat right it's it's not mechanically useful it's cosmetic and it can be purchased in universe within in universe currency right so i don't have to spend real dollars i can play the game acquire the currency and then go get the stupid hat just because i like the way the stupid hat looks and that is a thing i can just do by playing the game but it almost never is the ideal equipment so like for example uh i finished the the main game a realm reborn and i'm now into the first major expansion which is called heaven's word um the best equipment that i can have in heaven's word i was able to get almost right away because i went and did the special paladin quests to make myself a better paladin and they reward you with really good paladin equipment so by just doing the thing I narratively wanted my character to participate in, I was rewarded with stuff that made my my avatar more powerful and thus made it seem like I was, you know, now better at the game because it's like, I have better equipment. Whereas if you want to do this extra dungeon to get this weird currency to go over here and trade to this weird person, it's almost always fluff. It's a silly mount. It's You have these little things called minions that are like little familiars basically that follow you around um silly familiars uh you can unlock you know special cosmetic clothes that serve no mechanical purpose but you might just like the way they look and so this is a game with like all of the stereotypical trappings of an mmo go kill five badgers go collect this thing to translate into that thing to sell for this thing that you can then use to buy this final thing but they've somehow set up a very clear system of if you want right like you never you 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 virtually never feel the game saying like oh you have to do this otherwise you won't have the right sword to stab through the dragon's face when it's dragon killing time (laughs) you you through the natural course of playing the game you will get the sword that is required for stabbing the dragon through the dragon's face when it's dragon killing time but if you want to be stabbing that dragon with a silly hat on then you got to put in some silly hat effort, but the game doesn't say, well, did you really kill the dragon? If you weren't wearing a silly hat, right? Like it's, I, 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 I know for a fact, even though I've not played a single second of world of Warcraft, that, uh, the, the culture, the, um, environment, the vibes as the youths like to say is so different that it's, I don't know if I'll ever be able to play another MMO. Like, because th- this is now my one and only other than maple story my one and only <laughs> touchstone for like how you do an mmo properly and it basically is none of the things that make world of warcraft world of warcraft well because i think that it, world of warcraft and again i i've not played because um every time somebody says you should play world of warcraft and i say you're offering a cocaine addict cocaine you know like i don't i don't want to play that because just like with cocaine nobody does cocaine casually you either do it not at all or to a life-destroying amount 
you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So uh, I say that, though, to say that I think that with World of Warcraft, the way that they've incentivized it and monetized that that particular Skinner box, right, is, you know, to kind of say, hey, this is a puzzle game, right? And, you know, because it's it's a solved puzzle, right? There is a best way to do it, right? But the best way to do it, in order to do it that way, um, you have to pour in another like a hundred dollars and thousand hours of time to get like the 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 things that check the box, right? So you can play suboptimally, or you can <laughs> you know like play optimally, but that 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 it's very abusive the way that they they'll drive you in that direction. Whereas with this one, is it basically kind of says if you want to play optimally, you just play the game like you would in a Final Fantasy, right? You know, you play through the game, and by the end of the game, you've got. The, sh- the stuff that you need right and then you go kill a big bad and you're done right you know and there may be some ways to you know kind of squeeze a couple more percentages out of that but it's relatively negligible as opposed to in world of warcraft where you're like oh if i stack these five things then now i deal tenfold the damage right so yes what, um, one of our patrons uh in the discord was actually explaining to me that um in world of warcraft at some point, you know, because World of Warcraft also has like 20 expansions. Um, at some point, the designers realized that most of the players were using these like sophisticated macros and like special, um, I don't want to say hacks, but like local software to help them play the game better. Not cheats, but things that allowed them to play hyper optimally, right? Like more optimally than you would expect a human player to be able to play because they are literally using tools to make them more effective, right? Like levers and winches let you move things that you couldn't move <laughs> under your own strength. Um, but then the error that they made that set up a giant barrier to casual players is they started to design the game expecting that you were using those tools. And right. so now you could play through the main campaign of world of Warcraft and probably even some of the, the post game stuff into the expansions, but like the real elite stuff, like if you really want to go to the boundaries of civilization and just, I don't know, stab orcs in the face or whatever, like they expect that you are not only tooled up yourself, but that you are playing with a group of humans that you have coordinated with who are also all tooled up. And that's, I don't want that. I didn't want that when World of Warcraft <laughs> was new. And now I'm like, I don't even know how I would begin to entertain making this a part of my life. This sounds like a job, a boring job. Well, yeah. And actually, that's one of the things that I, I've used many times actually in my job, which is, um, uh, you know, when people say, oh, man, you know, it's just it's just it's impossible to get people motivated to be a lab technician. Right. I will say uh, there there are huge swaths of people who will spend hundreds or thousands of their own hours of their own free time to click a button to maybe pull a roulette wheel to make a thing drop and they pay twenty dollars a month for the privilege so if people can figure out how to make that sound attractive we should be able to say hey we're going to pay you twenty dollars an hour to do this thing and here's how to make it like i'm like just 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 trying to make it so that way it's not this drudgerous chore trying to make it seem like it's entertainment right but uh yes no it does sound like that this one you know what this is this is very similar to my experience with a uh, darkest dungeon where i was like no you can play this humanely you know it's just everybody tells you you have to play it horribly but no actually playing it humanely it takes a little bit longer it takes a little bit more time but it can be done they can make humane mmos you know it takes a little bit more time it may not be as lucrative but it can be done well, and I'll, uh, I'll try to remember to throw this link in the show notes. Uh, 
no clip, which is a YouTube channel that does like self funded video game documentaries. Um, so keep in mind if you go watch this, that like it's not as polished as a professional documentary cause it is self-funded, but it, it's still very interesting. Um, the, the, the TLDR version on final fantasy 14 is they launched the game. It was really bad. Everyone was angry. And so one of the, the guy who went on to like save the game with his team, he said, uh, we're going to rebuild the entire game in secret. And all you have to do is not shut the company down between now and then, because an MMO <laughs> is like the most expensive kind of video game you can make, right? Because right. It, it costs money to make it and then it forever costs money to run it. So it really needs to hold users because the machine costs money, right? You don't just print. Right, you gotta feed the, feed the beast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so he went to the leadership with this insane plan, like this kind of thing had never happened where they relaunched an MMO, but then, and and this is the kind of crap. Like I just, part of me is sad. We don't do research for nostalgia goggles episodes because this is the kind of stuff that I'm like, Oh, this is, I how am people- not, <laughs> no, you're not. But I was like, this is how people <laughs> feel about like celebrity gossip and like following the Royals or sports statistics or whatever. They uh, didn't announce the game. They this was all in secret, right? They didn't, because then who is going to keep playing the game if they knew the fixed version was coming? The reason Final Fantasy fourteen, the main story, is called A Realm Reborn, is because at the end of Final Fantasy fourteen one point players started to notice this red star in the sky, and nice. it, and every month it would get a little bit closer and a little bit closer, and then one day it crashed into the planet and killed everyone not really but like <laughs> it it crashed into the planet and like destroyed it caused the calamity right um then that happened like that literally happened in universe they turned the servers off and then they released the trailer for realm reborn and they were like nice okay remember all that stuff that was broken we actually did fix it we just couldn't fix it in place we had to rebuild the entire game here it comes and when you finish uh, A Realm Reborn uh, for the first time, it like rolls credits. And in the credits, they listed every single player who actually stuck through the 1.0 all the way to the end. They are all listed as something like meteor survivors. <laughs> That's amazing. No, that, 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 and, that, and, and again, you know, I think that in that sense, right, is it's, you know, make some lemonade out of this, right? You know, where it's, 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 you know, we're we're going to do a thing. How can we make it interesting? It's like, well, let's just weave it into the narrative, man. Let's let's try to, you know, make, tell an interesting story. You know, which I think is a uh, really good. Yeah, um, uh, dude. I, uh, this will be my last thing. Um, this afternoon, I, I had a little bit of downtime. I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play because it was a surprise. I was like, I didn't have planned downtime. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I think I fished. I was like, I'm gonna go fish for like half an hour. Um, because it's an MMO and you can stop killing gods and go fish. And, uh, I was like, oh, we're, we're going to talk about it when we record tonight. And I, I went to look at my playtime cause there's like, you can type like slash playtime into the chat. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. <laughs> you didn't want to know Be- because it, it, it's gotta be three solid weeks at this point. And, I, and I've yep. been playing it for like two months. Like it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, dude. I just, nice. it, it is, yeah. if, if I didn't have responsibilities that like were important to me, I would absolutely have like flunked out of college. Like I would be one of those kids who was like, Oh no, I didn't go to class for a year (laughs) (laughs) for a year. 
as of two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it, it sounds like a good game, and it sounds like one that I cannot play because of the, you know, <laughs> addictive behavior. Yeah, I I honestly, I I would be, I mean, we have no easy way to test this, unfortunately, but, like, I would be curious about your feelings about some of the mechanics, because, like, the way MMO combat works is because it has to work that way. Like, if you can picture World of Warcraft in your mind, you know, there's, like, the little cooldown timers on on your abilities the reason they have to do that is not because that's like an mmo thing it's because that's where they hide server latency they hide server latency in cooldown timers so that they can be a little fuzzier on like did you get hit did you hit them did you cast that spell in time like that's why and and there's a lot of little mechanical things that exist because they have to like they have to hide server latency somewhere um and so they they have all these little different mechanisms for it so it doesn't, even though mechanically in a lot of ways it plays like a single player game, if you want it to, it still, there are the online parts of it that are impossible to completely ignore because you would never do those things in like a regular local game you were running off of Blu-ray. So I, I would be curious about it. Maybe one day I'll make you sit down and watch me play it for half an hour. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the one question that I had, may not have to spend a whole lot of time on this, but or, or even answer it fully this time. We can answer it, in, you know, in a month. Um, <laughs> but uh, because so I've been I've been going through the PlayStation Store, right, and 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 dabbling, right, and uh, and I was being a little flippant with you know just throwing games to the side, right, you know. Um, but then I started to think about like what because there were some games that irritated me you know where i was just like no i am not going to spend any more time on this game and and then you know i was like oh, well is, is is 25 minutes is 30 minutes enough time to you know really know a game and i'm like no but what needs to happen in the first 30 minutes of a game you know it started making me think about like that question right because so like they have 30 minutes to hook you right yeah, like, you know, because that's the thing is that a lot of times people will say like, oh, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. And it's like, that's true. So, I mean, I don't think you could should like look at the cover art to a video game and say, this is a game I want to play. I do think the cover art should give you directionally what the game's about. Right. Because if it's if it's a bunch of happy go lucky smiles and anime and I get in there and it's, you know, it's about the death of Cthulhu. Right. I'm going to be a little frustrated because I feel like I was misled. And Teddy's going to be up late because he's going to be terrified. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, so I started thinking about it, and I, and I want to get your thoughts, but just to kind of, uh, uh, you know, seed the well a little bit, is um, I think that it needs to cause it, establish and demonstrate its core aesthetics, right? So, like, what are its core aesthetics? What is it setting out to do? And it needs to clearly establish that to the player, right? And then demonstrate it, right? So not just say, like, hey, man... We're gonna we're gonna tell you a great story. That's what we're gonna do, man. We're gonna tell you a great story. It's like, okay, show me your storytelling then. Don't just talk about this great big nebula story you're going to tell. Show me, right? So for example, The Last of Us, right? Is it's like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do tell you a really deep, meaningful story that's gonna make you feel feelings. And you feel those feelings in the first thirty minutes, right? You know, and then you're like, Oh, okay, right? Or um, you know, and then take like enter the gungeon, right? first 30 minutes that's probably the first run for you right but that's what the game's about and it's Actually, like we're not going to tell the, you the first 30 minutes is probably the first many runs right right like you yeah. you very quickly understand like oh this is not a game you play for hours and hours this is a game you play for five minutes hundreds of times 
Right, exactly. But I mean, again, it, it shows you. Same thing with Celeste. Same thing with a lot of the games that I like. I was like, this game very clearly came out and told me what it's about. And there's some games that come out, tell you what they're about. I'm like, neat. But I'm not like just losing interest or tossing it to the side. I'm making a decision that I don't think I'm going to enjoy this game. You know, um, uh, what, what, what's the one that you really like? Uh, that's a Metroidvania with the weird bug person. Oh, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. <laughs> Hollow Knight's a great one. We're like. After the first half an hour, hour, I deliberately put it aside because I'm like, okay, I don't like this game. It's a great game, you know, like people have raved about it and I could recognize that it is executing well on what it's trying to do, but it's not a thing that I want done, right? But there are so many games out there that, you know, just if if they're following this maxim, then the game's trash, you know? Like, there was one that I was playing, and I, the name escapes me. I was playing it earlier tonight, and I played it for about 20 minutes and went back to playing Dragon Ball Fighter Z. because, for example, <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z, what does it do? The first five minutes is cool new anime Dragon Ball Z plot to establish the game mechanics, and then just fighting. And that's what the game is, right? This other one I was playing is it was like, hey, you're the last harbinger of all of our ancient knowledge. I'm like, ooh, cool, like mystery story. Okay, and it's like, yeah. Now, we, we're we all agrarian farmers. We're about the past, but you're about the future. Now, go take your, like, agrarian farmer lifestyle, and now go get onto the spaceship. I'm like, whoa, that's weird. Like, how come, like, we're, like, these farmers, but I'm walking on, I'm a spaceship, like, pilot, like a fighter pilot? That's That's weird. And then for the next 20 minutes, I flew in between buoys to learn how to fly the ship. And I'm like, I get that you need a tutorial, but spread it out a bit, because basically, as far as I'm concerned, this is a flight simulator game, and I just don't have the time or the energy to put this much effort into learning, like going and like i'm in a vast wasteland during this whole time which you know kind of gets the brain working where it's like oh well why am i in a vast wasteland what happened here was was it high tech and now it's not anymore that looks like a battleship all these are interesting questions that could have been laid foundationally in about five minutes not in 20 minutes you know and so i was like no no no, you get and so anyways i say all that to say that i think that gone are the times where it was like you know you bought a video game right for thirty dollars for your birthday and you were going to put 80 hours into it because that's the game that you had right now with the amount of games out there i do think that 30 minutes you need to establish what it is that you're going to do and demonstrate it in 30 minutes otherwise i think that it's unreasonable to ask a player to say no invest more time because it could pay off you know well i think so from like a an entertainment like a, the broader category of entertainment, you would expect a movie, a book, a TV show, right? Something you consume to kind of set the stakes and make their case fairly early on, right? Uh, one of the things you and I have talked about in the past is I find it very frustrating and I find it increasingly laughable as I have gotten older for someone to say, well, you just got to get through the first two seasons. And I'm like, will you get out of here with that noise? (laughs) Like you're telling me to watch 20 hours of television and then maybe I will get to a, because it's not like you can guarantee I'll enjoy it at that point. You're saying after 20 hours, I'll get to the point that you think is worth recommending. Like, I don't, uh, I don't know, man. Like there's all these other things I could do with those 20 hours. I could stare at the clouds for 20 hours because I already know about the amount of enjoyment I get out of staring at a cloud. So like, at least that's a predictable outcome. Yeah. Right. Like that's a known with a video game. I think, and, and this is, we, we have sort of like hit a weird, uh, uncanny Valley where 
early video games had much simpler premises, but they had to front load you with some amount of like, what am I doing here? Because we hadn't established a lot of these norms that we now take completely for granted. And then the like mid chunk years of video games, they were working on how do we build the narrative and the gameplay together? And how do we most importantly, like spread that thin layer of tutorial, right? Uh, Mario games, particularly the 3d Mario games are phenomenal at this. You do the level has like some silly little gimmick. And then, uh, wouldn't you know it? That same silly little gimmick is what I now have to do when the chips are down to defeat Bowser at the end of the stage. Right. Um, the, the, the tutorial stage for Mega Man X, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. If you get to the end of the tutorial stage of Mega Man X, you now know everything you need to know about whether or not you're going to enjoy this game. Did you like that? Okay. Here's two more hours of that. Did you not like that? Maybe just stop right now. Right. But there's very little ambiguity and you don't feel at any point when you play a Mario game, when you play, you know, a good Mega Man game, um, or any games that like weave stuff in that way, like you were constantly being asked to just give me another 30 minutes. Right. So like that is a thing that is, I'm sure an incredible challenge for a game designer, like, Oh, but I want to put all these complicated mechanics in, right? Because modern, even modern indie games can have, get, they can be way more complicated than a triple a game of 20 years ago was right. Because they have the tools and they have the background, but, uh, don't make me read, you know, don't be microprose in 1989. Don't make me read a friggin' dictionary to understand how to play your game. And also don't make me, think the the game is about to start and then be like but wait let me tell you how to put fuel in the ship's engine it's like oh okay so okay so that's how i refuel the ship right okay but but now you're going to tell me about the different kinds of fuel but this station only sells the one kind of fuel that this ship can use right now so can you maybe wait and explain different fuel types to me when i get to a fueling station that has multiple types? why are you front loading this on me yeah, like why? Why do I need to know all this information? That's I don't need to know how fuel works until I start to run low on fuel. Which again, you know, like hopefully the game would then at that point say, ah, so you've learned all this other stuff. Here's here's now the new thing, right? So even the, I think great example of the Mega Man X intro stage, right? Which is not half an hour long; it's like five minutes long, and they they managed to get it done. But it's, uh, which is that like what what is that, right? Because they do teach you a bunch of stuff, right? But it's more like they just give you obstacles and then clear ways to solve them, right? But what is what is that game? That is that game if you were to take 5 minutes of it, right? It is four and a half minutes of running and gunning, right? And then 30 seconds of cool plot, right? And that's the rest of the game, right? It's in about that ratio. So it's like, what are we going to do? This is a challenge-based video game. That is the core aesthetic. It is going to be running and jumping and shoot, right? That's what you're going to be doing. And then we're actually going to sprinkle a little bit of plot in there so you can you can enjoy that, you know? But that's it. That's what we're here to do, right? Um, to your point, right, is if all of a sudden it's like, well, here's how to refuel a ship. Here's how to do this. Here's how to do this. It's like, is is your video game about doing a bunch of banal mundane tasks? Because if that's what the video game is, then I'm out. You know, this is not the game for me. The same thing for this one that I was playing where for, I swear to God, what felt like an eternity, but was probably only about 10 to 15 minutes. Right. I was just (laughs) not a good sign. Yeah. I was just zooming in between buoys and I'm like, what is this? Is, is this what your game is about? Because you have now spent just an ungodly amount of time just having me like, 
surf between buoys. And I'm like, all right, I mean, if that's what this game is, then I don't care, you know? And if it's like, oh, but like this mystery plot, it's like, fine, mystery plot, whatever. But that's not that's not enough, right? You know? And then that's one of the things that, for me, too, personally, with video games, is if it's like, it's got a great narrative. I'm like, if the gameplay is trash, then I will go read the novelization of it, you know? Well, and, and also, if... If the story that the game is hinting, and I mean, I'm I'm going to be really like reductive about the the game you're you're explaining, but oh no, if, please, because it was it was not good. If the story that the game is hinting at is like, oh, there's this interesting mystery, and you're going to have to figure out what's going on with that mystery, but the only gameplay you've done is flying your ship between buoys, that raises the question: Will the mystery be solved by flying the ship between buoys? Because <laughs> right. If not, that means you still have a bunch of other crap you are going to teach me and you have not even begun to teach me any of it, right? Like, imagine if at the end of the intro stage of Mega Man X, there had not been a single thing you had to jump over or shoot your gun at, right? Like, (laughs) that would be very strange to then say, oh, by the way, really, this game is about jumping and shooting. We just... We just wanted to make we needed five minutes to make sure you know how to hold down right on the D-pad. And it's like you needed five whole minutes for that. Oh, no. Like, is, <laughs> is it is it that hard to hold down right on the D-pad? No, we just, you know, wanted to be sure. So, like, I, I think there's th- there needs to be a fairly tight coupling of. What is it you are like, you're setting me up narratively, right? And and that might be a thin narrative, uh, like a uh, journey where you project a lot onto what is happening and what matters and what's important to you. It, or it may be no narrative because narrative may not be a core aesthetic of the game, right? You well, know, like, but it, I mean, it, like, why, why do I care about this? Right? Like even friggin' asteroids and space invaders, you could still argue like, well, you're trying to blow up asteroids and stop space invaders. Sure. But I mean, you at minimum need to, again, like establish, you know, like if narrative is a core aesthetic at all, and if not, then to your point, like what is the thing, like Mario, Mario doesn't have a narrative as a core aesthetic. So what do they do? They, they're like, Bowser shot your ship down. Go, 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 go fix that. Yeah, you know? Go, go kick like, him. Okay. Yeah, go, go, go kick him. Sorry, I, I interrupted, but yeah, yeah. so. No, no, but I, I think you're right. Cause narrative is not the right word. Uh, it, it's, it's a much simpler word. Why, yeah, why, <laughs> why, 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 why am I doing this? Right. Because in Asteroids and Space Invaders, the, the, it's to get a bigger number, right? Now, people like you and me, we would probably project whole stories onto what we're doing. But you don't have to because the game is very clear about what the point of the game is. It's to play the game to get the biggest number in the corner. And if that's fine. But then you know pretty early on, do I want to continue to engage with that? You know at the end of the intro stage of Mega Man X that like your robot, you're trying to stop these other robots and you do that by running to the right and jumping and shooting. Right. And it's like, so, so at the end of the game, when you go to fight Sigma and you're like, well, I had to run to the right and jump and shoot. And, and I felt like they just threw that on me. <laughs> and it's like, no, you could not possibly get to Sigma and not know <laughs> that that is what Mega Man is about. And I think that the, the, the thing, and then I'll, I'll kind of let this go, but like the thing that, that I feel needs to be more, regularly impressed is that like you have 30 minutes right you know like you don't have four hours you don't have 10 hours you've got 30 minutes to to get this legwork done right you know so if it's like oh yeah once you get past the first and and we've discussed this in like some of the rpgs we played where it's like you know yeah the game's fun for the first you know like the, the game's fun or not fun for the first first 30 minutes but how is it on hour 10 right you know and so to me like i think that's something worth when we are deconstructing a game worth knowing right but 
for an average player, I'm like, it doesn't matter how it plays in hour 10. It need You need to know how it plays in the first half an hour, right? And then, you know, like it may get better from there or worse from there, but you need to establish it. And it's kind of like what I said to somebody at one point with D&D where um, say we're like, oh, I think I'm going to get this person into D&D. I said, be, have, I said, have they played before? They said, no, I'm like, you need to be very careful with how you craft your first adventure because I was like, you need to have some story elements in there that are kind of cool. A little bit of like, uh, 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 I was like, you need to have some story elements in there are cool. Some puzzles that can be solved, but I'm like, you need to be like, all of the adventures I'm going to make, this is the approximate ratio. And on top of that, the adventure cannot be longer than four hours, right? If you can make it shorter, then great. But it can't be longer than four hours. I would have one combat in there. And I would have some mystery that hints at other adventures that will entice them, you know. But that's it. And they're like, well, but when we play D&D, like, we, we played for like eight hours. And I said, yeah, we did. But that's not for the first one. No, it's four hours. It has to be really, really tight and well done. And so the same thing here where it's like, your first 30 minutes gotta be tight man you know because otherwise especially with literally hundreds of games for free burning down my door i'm not gonna sit there and hemorrhage time in the one that is uh because you know what I, I literally thought and then right when i had the thought i played for another five minutes but once i had the thought i was like this game is done you know like i i i, I can't i will this thought will metastasize and turn to poison in my <laughs> mind which was i was just flying in between buoys and i was like superman 64 <laughs> And I was like, nope, nope. Once I've drawn that, once I've drawn those two points together, they can't be undone. There is no eraser that is that is fused in my mind. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. What once you have you know accidentally called your partner by the wrong name, basically, it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. oh, that's we're that we're, that we're done forever now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I'll just go die. Oh, hey, uh, what's for dinner tonight, Superman sixty four? What did you say? Uh, the curtain falls. The music plays. The credits roll. Then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself. The fanfare is gone. There's no player two there by your side to share victories won. But as you slowly progress, down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in With the edge of a smile You realize again what you lost for a while You're gonna think 